California bill aims to appoint a public health official to determine vaccine exemptions. A legislative compromise could spur California to pass the strictest police deadly force bill in the country. And nepotism investigation expands at a California tax agency. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. Another week, another week, here we are. Another week. Good to see you guys again. Yeah, you too. Beautiful day. Starting to get some beautiful weather. Didn't start off that way, but luckily it turned out nice. I don't know. I was promised a little bit of rain. That's why I didn't wash the car. It's supposed to rain later on this week. Yeah. Torrential downpours, they say. Is it really? Yeah. Whenever we have to evacuate in the areas of Santa Barbara. Maybe. Mm. Speaking about evacuations, you better watch out because Wiener's on the loose again. That's right. Anthony Wiener was released. And he's like, he did a little interview right outside of the halfway house that he got released (laughs) from. And he's like, you know, super excited. I bet he is. Right. Keep him away. That That whole thing is just. I had forgot honestly, I had forgotten until I read the article today that he that he got two years because he was across state lines yeah. texting a fifteen year old girl. Dude, well, I'd he has done so much stuff in the last like eight years, I feel, that I've totally forgot. But then you look at his wife and her connections oh, with Hillary. Totally. Uh Uma Abedin? Uh, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like Amardine, yeah, yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is just so effed <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, because he got thrown back into it because it was on her laptop that a bunch of Hillary emails were right. 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 And then did they find stuff? The dude that, just seems like a big idiot. Have you ever watched the uh, the documentary? No. Called I think it's called Wiener. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't it, know if it, I want to search that. Is that <laughs> no, but it was like it was like yeah, a yeah, that'd be hard to search. Folks, don't look that up on your work uh, computer. Fair. Only started at IMDb and then type in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Use a link. Uh, it, it basically Google like, image. Wiener. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. No? no. Uh, yeah, Safe yeah. search on. <laughs> Safe search triple on. So it was basically a camera that followed him around for his congression. He, he ran for Congress, right? That's right. Yeah. And it was like one of those, but but they were filming while stuff was coming out. And so it was like super intense interactions with intense. he and his wife. And yeah, no, the, the, the puns can go on forever. Yes, they can. But it is, I, I saw it on a flight one time and it's actually kind of, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm very interested in watching this thing now. Well, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's yeah. well, sad's not the right word because, oh, well. But you get to yeah. see him de- <laughs> right. deteriorate, you know. Uh, I couldn't help but think while you're watching this, like, man, it's just that this guy got caught. This this stuff goes on back in the beltway and then, like, major oh, totally. political circles. He's just a big idiot. Right. Exactly. I mean, that, that's. But you can't help but think this is happening almost all the time. In Sacramento or what, fill in the blank, whatever big political city. I always want to know what goes through, especially people that are uh, that high high status, mm-hmm. or there's somebody famous and they're doing stupid uh, sc- stuff, scrupulous things, or lascivious things with minors. And you're like, how are you not going to get figured out? Are you just? I mean, again, uh, you're, right. you're screwed up to begin with because you're doing those things. But right. On, are you just so not self aware? Like, is that the Biden thing? Is he just so not aware? <laughs> You're so he socially lives in a inept. World, it's right? like, and it's so funny. Are you guys watching? You know, AOC and Bernie attack Biden and oh, getting back and forth. Oh, you're watching the party. You're, just you're watching two bowling balls trying to prove their sharp, itself. You know, 
<laughs> they're they're really getting at each other, and it's really hilarious. I wish we had some clips about what they're talking about because the, obviously the new the new Democrats they're trying to pull into full communism mode, which is great because we're only we're approaching about the month mark from the first debate or uh, middle in June, mid, right? middle to end of June. That's yeah. right. It's going to be a two day affair, right? Ugh. Top tier goes for, or they're going to randomize it all. I forget. Whatever. There's so yeah. many candidates they, they've said that they're going to have to I know do that two. the CNN one, if I remember correctly, it's going to be, you have to have 1% oh, uh, approval rating in order to get on stage. Which so I at least there's whatever. some kind of litmus test. Yeah. They're not just putting everybody up. Wow. In three different polls. Wow. If I remember correctly. It's, it's just off the top of my head here. The three polls that they probably manipulate. Oh yeah, oh, right. the ones that had Hillary oh, up by look, eight. You got point nine, <laughs> right? Well, no. The, oh shucks. I mean, they've been coming out. There's been some hey hey about Biden's numbers because, like, math wasn't adding up correctly to a hundred percent. Oh, I like, saw that. You saw that, right? Yes. And you go, uh, did you just add like ten percent? It was like a CNN had it on TV, <laughs> and like someone who could do some quick addition realized like it was in like plus equals ninety two percent. That's how the votes get counted. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. But my super delegates. Yeah, yeah exactly. What happened to him? Oh, but they changed all that this time, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. What, what, what's his name? Perez. He's assured everybody, no, no, we've reviewed that process. And the same thing that upset people with Hillary and the fact that she started the race with so many votes. We've, it's you been know, corrected. And, and Bernie's kind of given his, if, if I remember correctly, in, a, in an interview not too long ago. He said, you know... It's better. It's better. We're we're on the right path now. So who knows? They're just going to get all upset again, though, when when whoever one of these people starts pulling ahead. And oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to get ugly. Anything else? I don't know. And uh, the feds. I mean, we got sending warships to Iran. How about that? We got the reverse investigation that yeah, just we got, got the reverse investigation. Right? So, yeah. so Barr has appointed this gentleman. I, I don't remember. Yeah, some name. special counsel. Yeah. From Connecticut. Uh, what's your Connecticut? Yeah. What's your What's your guys's is, is your best guess? Is is this a dog and pony show, or is there legitimacy? Be, I mean, is he really trying to to do this to find something here? You know what I mean? I wonder because we talked about in the last episode how he's been um, pretty upfront with his smirks to them, and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he hasn't been threatened by all these hearings. So you wonder if it's because he he's had this whole thing mapped out, going on the offensive now. And actually trying to figure out what, well, what the deal is. I've always said that the whole uh, Trump obstructed justice, because they're not talking about Russia anymore. Russia's gone. Russia's dead and buried. Yeah, you, you haven't, like you haven't heard about it in forever. You like to think about it that they're, they're, it's about the Russia investigation? That's baloney. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. partly because it didn't, it didn't get them anywhere. There was no traction to it, exactly. right? So they just dish it. See, well, you got to remember that the whole Mueller investigation, the unredacted document, you can, there's a couple of Democrats that are authorized to go look at it, and they can go look at it anytime they felt like None it. of them have. None of them have. And the reason why is because if it got leaked, they would know exactly who did it. Very simple. Well, and as long as you don't look at the document, you can remain ignorant. Yeah. Right? You can exactly. keep throwing these jabs out and then just plead ignorance. Oh, I never really read it. But as soon as somebody knows you read it all, you don't get to be stupid anymore, you know? Yeah, you should know what the what the facts were. I've always said it that the whole thing is just to keep Barr from um, starting that investigation, and now he has. So now they're going to have to change their tactics. They've planned mm. these steps out. Don't think that they haven't. They've planned them out. So now they're going to have to really start attacking Barr. They're going to have to bring up some phony charges of something. 
somebody touched him or her or something like that some time ago. Or have always got that in the back yeah. pocket. Or, I mean, you, you hate to say it. We were, we were chatting on the drive up. You hate to say it, but you're starting to get into potential Seth Rich, Vince Foster territory, depending on what you uncover and who you figure out might have been involved in what. You, we know the kind of players that are involved in these circles, and you might be finding some people in some tricky spots. Yeah, right? Very tricky spots. Yeah. We ready? Let's do it. Do it. Swoosh me. All right. We've been having a couple of these uh, items sitting in the pipeline. So first one up, California bill aims to appoint public health official to determine vaccine (laughs) exemptions. Uh, So this comes out of Fox News. A California lawmaker recently proposed a bill that would put the decision to dole out a vaccine exemption in the hands of of a state public health official, a move that has anti-vaccine supporters up in arms in a state that already has some of the toughest immunization laws in the country. California State Senator Rich Pan uh, introduced late late last month Senate Bill 276, which, if approved, would take the decision to grant vaccine exemptions out of the hands of doctors and put it under control of the state health officials. Pan who before turning to politics was a pediatrician, brought forth the legislation in response to reports that some doctors in the state are abusing their power and selling medical exemptions to parents. Medical exemptions have more than tripled since the passage of SB 277. Some schools are reporting that more than 20% of their students have a medical exemption. Pan said in a statement, it is, it is clear that a small number of physicians are monetizing their exemption, granting authority, and profiting from the sale of medical exemptions. You know, you see this with anything you can grant exemptions for, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's your pot card Mm -hmm. or it's (laughs) the one I read a story on not too long ago was getting uh, getting your dog labeled as a service animal. Oh, oh, don't yes. we have, don't have right. all of us have come across those abuses. I mean, I, I can't take my that, sheep that, on the airplane yeah, anymore. That's actually a huge one. When the airlines started cracking down on the types of animals you could bring, um, there was this whole uproar. And then they start uncovering the fact that there's a ton of vets and stuff and doctors and I shouldn't say vets, doctors and psychologists and things that are writing uh, phony credentials yeah. and yeah. that there's whole websites geared at and daytime television commercials geared at get your dog signed off as a service animal. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that you can get a doctor to sign off for your anti-vax because to me, it's one of those, it's pretty benign, right? It's not like he's providing some care he shouldn't or he or she shouldn't, right? They're just signing you a note that, oh, you don't have to get vaccinated, yeah. right? It, and I don't so have to do easy. PE either. Right, so. <laughs> exactly. So there's doesn't surprise me at all we quick fact uh back in 2015 uh governor brown actually signed sb 277 into law he was a personal and religious belief exemption will uh it allows uh anyone in california daycare preschool kindergartens effective july 1st of 2016. However, if a parent files a letter of affidavit stating beliefs opposed to immunization, that exemption applies until the next grade span checkpoint, blah, blah, blah. So every time you move to every school, you don't have to continue doing this mm-hmm. thing. So it's kind of a little background there for you. Uh, but really, 
you can't stop stupid. Well, I'm and curious. You, you can't outlaw yeah. it, right? What is your guys' thought uh, on vaccinations see, or not? See, this is... The, Mr. Libertarian. Right. Uh, I was just going to bring up the point. This is a really interesting... It's a gray deal, right? Because it's involving somebody, let's say the kid, who you can easily make the argument doesn't have the wherewithal to make the ultimate decision themselves. Okay. Correct. So what agent, what person, what party is responsible for making that? And that's based off of what direct, or in this case, indirect harm, you think that that decision would have. That's, it's really, that's tough because there's parallels obviously to, I think, gun rights, right? Though probably a big difference in my opinion, but again, these these are things I'm really curious to hear you guys' thoughts. Those are direct, provable direct effects. I can use my gun to hurt you, but, but the, the secondary tertiary, little less, effective versus I don't get a vaccine. I'm probably, it's not that I'm going to necessarily give you this thing right now that since I didn't get my vaccine, but somebody in 10 years might get such and such from me because I wasn't. That's that's murky. What really grabs me about this legislation is that it's specifically geared to take the authority away from a doctor, a physician. Well, he was a pediatrician, right? Yeah. Technically the health director. well, yeah, the health director. But, you, but it's giving the power to a state official. But you, I understand. But then, then the libertarian side of me says, "But you just signed a, assigned an element of altruism mm-hmm. to physicians, sure. In this case, okay. And and we've talked about it. Yes, most people are good. We've talked about it with police officers, with public safety officials. In this case, too, not all, right? right? And so you've. Is it any better that if the physician versus the state official, also the physician gets blessed and is able to do what they do, but other people aren't through licensing? It's is that whole. I think what's difficult is this is the philosophical right, side of it. Right. We people are inherently selfish. We yes. look after our own self interest. What allows any of this to work? What allows anti vaxxers to get through life is the fact that everybody around them. Is vaccinated. Yeah, good old herd Fair. immunity. Yeah, right. That's right. But so you've actually kind of got to take the bullet for the team, if you will, and get vaccinated because you believe it's better for the greater good and yourself because the way this whole thing works is with a herd mentality. So there's always an argument that the reason why a certain subset of people can get away with not vaccinating is because the majority are. It's It's kind of the same... It's the same reason why those who have no religion or are atheist can live in society because the majority around them have some faith and it gives people an inherent yeah. sense of morality. You know, the only thing stopping me from not burglarizing your house is a couple two by fours and a door, right? It's right. just the social construct of don't break into this person's home. Right. And what lets, if you don't have a foundation for morals and values, right. where do you get it from? Right. So what lets people kind of survive is the fact that a lot of people around them have it. There's like a, you're surrounded innately by a check and balance system of other people's morality and what they're bringing to the table. So your guard, the guardrails around you in your life are because of the other people that you're surrounded by. Right. Like Jordan Peterson makes the argument for drugs. He'll say, why do people do drugs? And he goes, why don't more people do drugs? 
he's like, I can't figure out why more people don't do drugs because of the euphoria, right? Like there's right. this, right? Uh, you're kind of insulated by a, a construct that just says this is wrong or this is bad. So people that don't have any kind of, let's say a faith-based value structure, they're typically not violated against because most people around them have some kind of value structure, right? They don't just beat people up on the street because it's wrong, just for the sake of it's wrong. And I think with the vaccinations, they get away with not vaccinating because everybody else around them is vaccinated. But what we're seeing now is this breakdown, like an outbreak of measles. Is this right. the Oregon Trail? Yeah. <laughs> you have died of this. Yeah, right. I mean, these are these are diseases we haven't seen at uh, epidemic levels in a hundred years. You know. I mean, let me let me ask you then. Uh, let me parallel. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, someone dies from measles or any other uh, preventable disease yeah. that we thought we had eradicated. doesn't matter which one. Pick but, one. But we're fairly convinced that that occurred because of this general movement of anti Exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, and in many states, they have uh, penalties for uh, child endangerment, for example, for not vaccinating children. Then they obviously get sick and they die. The parents are held responsible for their actions punitively so is it the job of the state to penalize these people and my parallel here is now abortion i was gonna say it's the same kind of deal Mm -hmm. you're allowed to abort your child but if i kill your unborn child in the event of doing something reckless or violent i can be held liable for that homicide it was uh um speaking of peterson it was lacey peterson um What's his name, right? Um, the, 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 well, no longer on death row because we're in California, but um, right. He got he got tried for a double murder, right? Killing his wife and right. the unborn kid, right? So, how do you feel about that? Are they are we walking the same line here? Are we walking the same line? If you do not vaccinate your child, should you be held responsible for those things? I think what's hard though is. I, I try to wrap my head around. I didn't mean to cut you off, John. I try to wrap my head around the uh, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you get vaccinated? And a lot of it, I think, you know, instead of the state coming down and saying doing it, you should just want to do it. Right. Right. Because that would be the ultimate kind of libertarian. It's up to you to do it. And you should just do it because it's beneficial to everybody. But there's been all this science, bunk science, that says it causes this or that. Like, there's all this unsettled science that we don't know if it does have a downside. I, it's, I'll, t- you know. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what this obviously is not good. It's not a perfect argument or parallel, but you know what, you know what idea comes to my mind or we've talked about before is pollution. And we've talked about, and you know, I'm a big Friedman fan and, and, and as he would say, there is room for government involvement when what two parties do between one another affects a third where the third party didn't have any say in it. Right. Well, now you're talking about a third party who in 10 years could get measles. Yeah. They didn't have a say in you getting vaccinated or not, in theory, right? Ideally, you'd come up with some sort of anti-vax tax because, and, and again, we're, we're so far away from me, I don't even have a clue how to, how to implement it. But the notion of you can do it, but you need to bear the cost, just like if your car emits more carbon, and let's say we are, we're, we're going to sign off with the idea that that's a direct correlation to air pollution and global warming, et cetera. 
then if your car emits more carbon, you're going to need to pay a higher tax. We can argue again what that money should be done with once you collect the tax. But in this case, you don't want to get vaccinated. Fine. If you get vaccinated, that's quote unquote free. If you don't, you got to pay a thousand bucks. You got to pay. I don't because I don't worry about getting the measles because I'm vaccinated. Right. It doesn't matter. Everyone to me. gets their MMR typically. Right. <laughs> um, but there's going to be costs to bear. Well, we talked about lawsuits, th- whatever. Right. right. We've talked about this before in the sense of like social health programs, right? Like yeah. you're allowed to eat yourself to death and get diabetes. Bingo. The problem is when my tax money is going to pay your health care. Exactly. I'm going to have a say in you not getting diabetes you're, anymore. You're, you're forcing me to bear the cost of your bad judgment. Right. Uh, exactly. So you don't, you know, it, the more somebody else is financing your life, the less say you get. I always use kind of the analogy of you're the 17 year old kid living at home and you stamp your feet and you don't want to abide by mom and dad's rules. Well, guess what? They pay for your life. Right. So until you get a job and you move out and you're supporting yourself, you're kind of indentured to whoever's letting you have money. Right. And it's the same way with government money. The, the more money the government's giving you, the more they own you. Uh, right. Right. And, and the more I'm giving you for your health care, the more I own you. <laughs> like that. One more skew on this. Yeah. There's now becoming a little bit of a push to, you know, get these people vaccinated, but they're, it's becoming kind of a little bit of a bullying technique and possibly getting into the uh, racist bit because a lot of these anti-vaxxers have a religious uh, exemption, which is what this is focusing on. Uh, Orthodox Jews is one particular category of people, and we're talking pretty extreme. There's just misinformation going along, but... One of the big cases was in New York, and it happened in an Orthodox Jewish community where many people uh, of the faith decided not to have uh, the vaccines, and it's becoming a stigma, a stereotype of these people. Not that all Orthodox Jews don't vaccinate. Plenty of them do, but it just happened to hit this particular community in New York at that particular time, Mm. and it's because... There's been a big ad campaign by this organization called Peach. To yeah, never. Really <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw it on uh, the other day, and this organization is a fly-by-night kind of organization. They put out pamphlets, they disinformation, they send texts and Facebook and the whole bit, and then they're gone. You know, very sneaky, very evil kind of thing that they're doing, wow. and they give as much disinformation as possible to these people. And then they don't vaccinate, and their children are the one that suffer for it. And I think they're getting the stereotype because if you pound people enough with disinformation, you can force them to do things that they wouldn't normally do. Sorry if you already said it, but do they? T- what What are the logistics here? So you've got this czar of public health, <laughs> the vax right? czar. Yeah. So like they're just at this big desk, and all these requests come across their desk. I mean, how does that? How does that even work? Because at least You'll with get the a f- decision in six to eight weeks. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> even the physician example, right, is like how about the DMV example? Oh my goodness! Yeah, can you imagine the 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 license czar and there's yeah. some big desk in Sacramento now serving yeah. H14 at <laughs> window number nine. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to be a bureaucratic uh, nightmare. No, <laughs> Health and Human Services, as I believe the agency. I'm going to have to go look back to it uh, at the bill specifically. But that's, didn't Gavin just appoint like the first? Surgeon General, Sir, yeah, there we with go. no quali- real qualifications oh, whatsoever. No, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird the Surgeon General is not involved but, in this. But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, no, no. That's a very serious thing. Our National Surgeon General, which their job is to actually put out good propaganda. That's their job is to put out health information packets. We're dying for a C. Everett Coop again. Or, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. We're, I remember him on infomercials. <laughs> Yeah, he was that good. <laughs> he was that good. He, they wanted him to sell stuff. But no, it, that's what the Surgeon General is supposed to do. He's supposed to get on television, Facebook, whatever, and say, <laughs> get your damn vaccinations because they're good for you. Stop believing all this crap about It's easier to just force you. Bum, bum, bum. Fair enough. We're done with vaccine? <laughs> I know you are. I'm vaccinated. I ain't worried. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've been meaning to tell and you I'm something. I'm only mildly <laughs> autistic. <laughs> uh, from CNN.com, a legislative compromise could spur California to pass the strictest police deadly force bill in the country. Ridiculous. Actually, a little old. Um, we should have come to this a little earlier. Activists in California still angry after no police officers were charged in Stephon Clark's fatal shooting want to raise the legal threshold for when officers can use deadly force. Meanwhile, the state's police unions and groups affiliated with law enforcement pretty much want things to remain the same. To that end, they're asking the state to codify existing best practices when deadly force can be used by officers. In each side, each side has a bill uh, espousing its, pu- its point of view that it's working its way through the state assembly, but in a surprise legislative maneuver aimed at reaching a compromise, the fate of the bills have been linked together, which would raise California's deadly forced standard to perhaps the highest in the nation. Can I tell you exactly what this made me think of? Yeah. Now, this is going to require you guys having seen this movie. Have you guys seen Demolition Man? Yeah. Okay. You remember when they're in the, it, it's the, the police force in the future and they have the iPad or whatever you want to call it in front of them because they've never encountered this stuff before. <laughs> and the iPad's telling them, okay, yell yeah. with a calm and firm voice that I feel that this is exactly where this is headed. Like you were so trying to create the framework with which a police officer has to engage any and all situations that it's going to be literally impossible or you're trying to make it impossible for them to adapt and be reactive. Am I wrong? I, I think for most people who haven't been in a FAF simulator, which is the shooting simulator. Oh, yes. I remember this. I don't think they understand kind of what goes into the split second decision of draw or not draw. Um, in the police academy, a lot of police academies they show you this video. Uh, it's dash cam video and I don't know where it's at. It's older, but it's an, it's an officer that pulls over a pickup truck, old man. He's got a rifle rack. He's got a rifle in the back. He keeps getting out of his truck. Officer keeps telling him to get in his truck. The dude pulls the rifle off the window, still being told to drop it, starts shooting, still being told to drop it, and the officer ends up dying. And you see the whole thing on the dash cam, and it's super sad. And you see what happens when you wait too long and when you give too many chances. And... There's just, you can't have a policy for any and all situations. Yeah, like from the article, to your point. Weber's legislation would also require officers to attempt to defuse a situation. Before as though, which as they if do. they're not doing it. Yeah. Right. They do. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, years ago, it used, it used to be the uh, escalation of force. And then they turned it into the use of force continuum. Okay. Right. So yeah. the, the deal being that you can bounce back and forth through different uses of force. Right. Because escalation 
made it sound like, well, once you went up, you had to go the next step up. You couldn't come back. The continuum makes sense, though. The continuum, yep. you go front back, right? So you start with command presence, just your authority of, hey, don't do that. And then you escalate, whether that's hand-to-hand tactics or grappling or using your OC pepper spray, using your baton, using your taser, using your firearm. But you can always come back and forth. Like if you pull out your taser and the dude all of a sudden is compliant, then you can just start using your command presence again, right? Like right. you can bounce in and out of it. Makes sense. We have such a minuscule amount of, of even if you want to say bad shoots, right? Bad shootings, good shooting, bad shooting. It's such a minuscule amount that I don't think you understand the the jeopardy you put police officers in when you start trying to dictate these edicts. Because what you're going to get, just like you get now with all the YouTube footage, is just hands-off policing. Right. I'm, I'm not even going to get involved. Right? I, uh, they do a lot of that with homeless situations, right? They're just not even bothering. They just let it happen. It's not worth their time. Well, Whatever you want. From a different angle, what's the upside? Yeah. Right? What, what would be of benefit for the for them in the it, in this sort of world? What would be the benefit you know, for them it, to engage? What we're doing is we're going to create no-go zones. Right. You know, don't well, bother you see, going. You see it in Paris. Yeah, exactly. This is how it happened. We're right. going to create no-go zones. Because if you go into that neighborhood where there's a lot of gang activity and you know you're going to have a confrontation, don't bother going. Paris has the problem right now, right? Where their order, their open borders have caused this to the extreme, but there are entire areas of the city that are actually governed by Sharia law unofficially, and public servants, the police and fire and stuff, don't even go into those neighborhoods because it's so dangerous and it's they're so not welcomed. Is that what we want? You're going to get hands off policing. You're going to get a lot more delays in using deadly force when you should have, and you end up with a lot more dead cops. Right. And and all this stuff, it's such a fraction of the percentage that you end up causing way more harm than good. But then the philosophical question I'll give you guys is it is it worth having a uh, is it worth having a looser use of force if it means you may lose an innocent life here and there? Very it's kind of like our incarceration, right? Our system yeah, is designed that it's better for, when it comes to the court system, it's designed that we're willing to let guilty people go free to not put innocent people behind bars. Right. What goes through my mind is I, I, it's the struggle and the understandable desire to achieve utopia on earth, right? Not going to happen. And so it's really trying to figure out where do you, where do you have to leave that behind in order to do and iterate on a system that maximizes the chance of or minimizes the chance of those sorts of things happening. But in recognition that, and again, I understand it, this to me is a bill that is, again, thinking through legislation that utopia can be achieved, which is most government bills in my opinion, where we're just chunking off and getting towards utopia. And so that's why we have to do this stuff according to them. That's not going to happen. And so because that's not going to happen, do you minimize bad stuff? And I would argue you probably do. I'm not an expert. But I would say you minimize general bad stuff happening if you allow for adaptation 
and more flexibility on the on, on the part of the police officer because the innocent and, and I don't know this sounds ugly to say but the innocent life or two that you may risk versus those lie in these no go zones those lives that you like don't even know about that are no question at risk that's what that's the trade off right right I think we're we're constantly trying to do this to our police officers where we're we're making them pick a side and I don't, they, they don't like it. They're responding saying, come on, you know, we're talking about, uh, these, these two bills, uh, what was it? AB 272. I've already forgotten. I lost my note, but they're linked together so that in the attempt to squash it, but it may pass, it may pass. And then we get what we're talking about. We've got a legislature that will do whatever it wants to. And there's there's really nobody who will stop it. I, I don't think people understand what it's like to have a job where most people don't like you. Right. You know, that that's that's kind of what they teach you the first that's part of the beat down in the first little bit of the police academy is understanding that you're now going to a world where you are a target to some people. And when you arrive in an area, it's because there's trouble. And right. there's an escalation. Absolutely, something's happening. Or, or you're, you're you're writing a ticket, or something. You're right. You're, you're not usually you're there to give good news. You're a downer. Correct. And unfortunately, somebody needs to enforce the law, and unfortunately, people break the law. Right. So, uh, at, society doesn't benefit from chaos and no policing. Too much policing is obviously a bad thing. But again, we're looking for this laugher curve of exactly where we get the best policing. Um, exactly. And you're gonna have you're gonna have bad cops, you're gonna have bad priests, you're gonna have bad everything. I mean shoot, we have a whole bunch of bad politicians. You have bad politicians, right? And bad politicians can make bad law. Right? This is this is an obvious case of bad law. And it's it's politically driven because it certainly doesn't uh what is the upside? Exactly. Right. I I can't figure that part out. Nor do we, nor are we ever presented with, like we were talking about earlier, the sorts of trade-offs. Okay, you do this. This is our best guesstimate as to why this will make these situations improve or better. None of that ever is is present. It's always just we feel this is the this right. is a because if you looked at the data, the data wouldn't support. It. <laughs> right, it's got to be a not, feel good. There's that, no data to support that's, it, which isn't surprising to hear. But I can imagine that's there's no data to support that uh, wrongful police shootings are at any kind of meaningful statistic. Exactly. Which right. is what you're looking for. Right. right. And, and for all these ones that get labeled a bad shoot by the media, there's usually some kind of like, dude, stop resisting. <laughs> right. Right. There's usually some degree of, you know, don't do that. Chris Rock does a great skit <laughs> on how to not get beat by the police. Right. It's <laughs> right. just like, just comply. Yeah. Your time to make your point with the police officer is in court. It's not in the street. I was I was watching you're lose. I was watching Life PD the other night and as soon as the police officer shows up, escalation. Oh yeah. Escalation. They they just start hollering at him for no damn reason. Like he showed up, oh, here's someone I can yell at for no damn good reason. Oh, it's true. It's absolutely true. And then you start picking a fight with the cop and then you're like, God, I can't believe you beat my ass. Well, you were being a dick. Like <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> Just comply. And that's not like, you know, obey the police state. 
that's not the that's not the place where you try to make your case. It, right. It would be if there weren't then that day in court. Right. If we have a court that, system. <laughs> right. You're given a date on that day. They know your date ahead of time. It'd be one thing if this were one of those sorts of dystopian societies where you knew the minute you got arrested, like that was all hope is over. Oh, like, dude, go to another country and <laughs> right. tell me about the police. <laughs> right. Go to Mexico. Right. We all have yeah. friends. Maybe even some of us personally have a Mexico story about keeping twenty bucks in your sock or hiding your wallet, right? Paying the federales. Like twenty? Wow. <laughs> this is a different era, Bobby. Cheap ass. <laughs> is, is it on sale these <laughs> this days? This was years ago. But there's like you know, you hear stories here like that, but we all pretty much know like your best way to get out of a ticket isn't to give the cops some cash. Logic and like, reason. There are bad cops, but that typically doesn't work in America. And you go to any of these other countries where the cops are some ragtag group, yeah. you know, just kind of vigilante-ish. Banana Republic style. We don't have that. We don't have that. <laughs> like, Dude, I think the ones in Venezuela would take like a Big Mac. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the 20. Anything. There's a candle. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't have electricity. Toilet paper. Yeah. Next one. Well, you want to uh, you want to jump into that new segment we want to yeah, do? Yeah, new segment. Uh, we got a little crossfire, a little pro con debate, and Louie and John don't know what the topic's going to be. Yeah. So, do you want to establish who's pro and who's con first? Yeah. So, uh, we're getting rid of tweets. We were kind of over that. We figured a new section. So, whoever the host of the show is that day or the topic picker picks a we'll question, will be the dungeon master. And uh, the so. other two well, then Rochambeau for who gets to go first. All Whoever right. gets to go first gets to pick their position, and the other person has to take the other position. Yeah, they don't know what I'm going to make them talk about. <laughs> so, 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 so we're Rochambeau for yeah. first. Okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's all fine. Ah, okay. All right, John's first. So I'm going first. What do you want? Do you want the pro? Well, no, no, you got to no, get no, no, the topic. I, I get to hear it, and then I get to say which <laughs> That's side. That's the advantage. Here's the, um, here's the headline. <laughs> California activists take first steps to decriminalize cybocillin mushrooms statewide. Decriminalize mushrooms. Mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. And you have one minute, John. I'm actually going to take, this isn't going to be a shocker, I'm going to take somewhat the libertarian side. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping you'd go the other way. Go ahead. So it actually, I mean, in a lot of ways, there's there's element, it parallels marijuana to a certain degree. I don't mind... You got to tax this stuff. I don't mind it being a revenue source. I think you could do got to be careful with certain issues, just like you do with marijuana, about the secondary and tertiary effects, about where you place, you know, growing, where you place selling, just like they did in New York when they removed, you know, set certain rules about where stands and stuff could be near churches or near uh, uh, shops, etc. But I actually don't have, I, I think it's probably net net pretty good just like it you know you got to regulate how much you could probably have on you as a person or personally um i think overarching all this when people say they're pro drug etc we do the one thing we do need to be careful about in this fall we need to be careful about how much we institute how quickly but the overall sentiment i'm pro so i gotta take the the opposition you have the con i kind of agree with john but it'll be fine taking the other side here Get rid of it. No drugs. You got your pot. You don't need your magic mushrooms. We don't. We, you already drive drunk. We don't need you driving high on mushrooms. Give you one drug. We give you the pot, right? Everyone's got all this data. Pot's not bad. I can do my pot. It's not bad. 
magic mushrooms, you start tripping out. You impact everything. You impact public safety, right? There's more freak out trips. There's more 911 calls to your house, to your street corner, wherever you live. Uh, I think we already have enough vices going on right now. We need to clean up the homeless. We need to clean up alcohol abuse and everything else. Heroin, meth. Those are those might as well be legal. They're everywhere in the state, and we see what the toll that's taking on everybody. And I don't know if adding one more recreational drug to the legal limit is going to be a net positive to society. I can't see the net positive of magic mushrooms, and that's my case. Very nice. So can we take? Can we just take like one or two minutes to? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I no, I mean I kind of think that's a come back on. No, it. this is cool. Um, because in that Sounds sparks cool. both sides, I think spark like an interesting little back and forth. One one thing Louis brought up that that's where it gets. Well, I was talking to somebody about this today, the homeless situation, right? I don't know if we've mentioned this on the air, but I know some of us have watched. Um, there's a great uh, news program that Seattle did called Seattle is Dying, and I think they made the point that most people that are homeless now in Seattle have some connection to or use of drugs, right? So it's really, for all of the reasons I might have argued, or even if Louie or Bobby would have agreed with some of them, you've got this homeless element that changes the landscape a little bit. Because at the same time, if you're trying to solve that problem, but you're also willing to admit that a lot of that problem is highly correlated to access to and use of drugs, how do you, how do you keep both? Well, obviously, the legislature is going to make sure that your mushrooms are organic. Oh, and uh, okay. <laughs> just like they did with your pot, which is why they can't <laughs> seem to yeah. <laughs> uh, get the right sales numbers that they're looking for. They're not going to get the taxes they were looking for. But you know what? Magic mushrooms is the only reason I get through the day here in California. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so, and, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We just, uh, you, way to incriminate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of upside people talk about with ketamine, with yeah. LSD, that yeah. these... Uh, these regulated trips, you know, micro dosing, even micro dosing, right? these trips uh, help you with different problems, head problems, mental problems. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I've never been a drug user to really know. All right. I know is I see a right. lot of other recreational drugs and I just don't see it being a, a right. positive, but don't take my word for it because I don't know a lot about drugs. No, same here, but yeah. It's a good question. That's a good one, Bobby. Do you want to do a crossfire at the end, or do you want to do one right now? Oh, you got another one? You had two? I, I had two. Well, let's actually, so let's talk about the next topic, and then if we've got a couple minutes at the end. Yeah. Let's throw okay. in one more. Okay. The other one's way more... Uh, controversial? Yeah, it's oh, a oh. philosophy. More controversial kind of than taking cops' rights away. <laughs> <laughs> From the Sacramento Bee, nepotism investigation expands at California Agency... I can't wait for the truth to come out. Seven high-level California government employees could face discipline for their roles in helping a former State Department director promote her daughter and favor at least one other job applicant, according to a State Personnel Board report published Thursday. Identifying employees by their initials only, the report says former Department of Industrial Relations Director Christine Baker called on co-workers to circumvent state rules to get her daughter hired and promoted while shielding her from discipline. The person, personnel's board report 
has, was based on a review of statements and documents gathered by California State Auditor Elaine Howell, who drew similar conclusions from the materials and report published last month. Baker, reached by phone Thursday, vigorously disputed the findings by Howell's office that informed the two reports, saying that auditor's office omitted key facts and that she wasn't contacted by the personal board for their investigation. So, nepotism is on the rise here. You said it earlier, Louis. I, I don't blame these people. They're selfish. When we, everybody is, right? Everybody's trying to better their lot. Everybody's trying to work harder, do what they can. In many ways, again, I let's assume that she is somewhat guilty of everything that's being said here. I, I, I get trying to help your kid, trying to do better. Part of me, won't come as a shocker, part of me is blaming these people are in positions of power to begin with, and do we really need these sorts of departments and what these people get hired to do? And I mean, that's a whole separate other topic, but I, part of me, obviously wrong is wrong, but I, I get it. I get the motives. People are always looking for a competitive edge, right? We've seen that with the school scandals. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Whatever it takes. I'll pay $2 million to get my kid into Yale, right? Because we've, we've given these schools such prestige that it's worth it, right? We've made it worth it to yeah. pay $2 million to get your kid into some Ivy League school. Yeah. Um, we've even made it worth, you know, it, we, here's once we took any kind of uh, objective basis out of, schools like take a test and get a score once we started actually putting somebody in an office and saying john gets in and bobby doesn't and mm-hmm. louis gets in and now we we open up the we open up the gates to allow for a subjective person to be like yep you get in because look at all this stuff and part of the scam yeah was to just cheat the sat right I learned today, by the way, that was worth seventy five grand. Yeah, the guy was charging seventy five thousand yeah. bucks for a, for a guaranteed test score. But as soon as we opened it up and said, "Well, we're gonna, you know, let in so many people of this race and so many people of this gender, and we're gonna so many soccer players and so many this and all this Title Nine stuff," yep. then we we really left it very subjective to a panel or specific people to pick and choose who gets into these universities. But if we just kind of went off grades and scores. I mean, you could cheat the SAT, but it'd be really hard to cheat your four years of high school. I mean, you'll get cheaters in every aspect. Of course. When we just narrowed everything down to a score, your whole life, into a score, all you got to do is cheat that score, right? And and that's like this. Everyone's looking for the edge to get in, and we've made all these we've made these positions lucrative enough that you want them. First of all, bingo. <laughs> right. That, that, like, that's part of the issue here, right? It's like it's worth doing big time cheating for. Exactly. Exactly. Let me give you a little rundown on how bad it is. Let us. How bad is it? You may want to. Uh, a 2017 investigation by the Personnel Board found that 835 employees of the Board of Equalization, or 17.5% of its workforce at the time, were related by blood, adoption, marriage, or cohabitation. State Board of Equalization is taxes, by the way. Uh, they had to change it to the California Department of Tax and Fee. That's how bad it was. If you ever, if you ever wonder why they changed the name, it's because of that. That investigation right there. <laughs> That's like people do with bad apartment complexes. It's easier to just change their name on the internet than to try to scrub the internet of their bad deeds. Right. Of course. 
I mean, this happens all the time with businesses or, you know, all sorts of places, clinics. But I think, look, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I think that's part of the point is just the reminder that people, especially on the left, love to sit there and rail on the corporations for being evil, greedy, power hungry, destroying. But they do it with government jobs. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) it's like. They, they want us to believe that and at the same time by even not saying it but implying see look at us we are just so angelic and white as the driven snow I'll, I'll take a little bit of a devil's advocate stance on this okay this came up with uh, LA City Fire a year or two ago okay. I, in fact it, it killed a whole academy class and a whole test because they were talking about nepotism and then there were some stats some pretty high stats of like how many People at the fire department also had children at the fire department. Oh, okay. Some of that stuff, though, I look at, well, if your father or mother is a firefighter, are you more likely to just want to do the job? Yeah, okay. Dad was a cop. I'm a cop. Right. My son's going to be a cop. Right. Now, they did find uh, some evidence that certain people cheated. They got got the test, you know, ahead of time. So, So there was some of that. But, yeah, so kill it all because of that or kill that hiring because of that. But to just use a, a stat like, well, X amount of people work here and X amount of their children or family work here too, especially if you look at a large agency like LAFD, it, there is a pedigree there. I mean, there's just a, a notoriety and a pride that comes with, it's it's one of the most famous agencies in the world and I've got family there, therefore I would like to work there. So I don't think you could just look that. at a stat like that alone where, oh, 17% of the people work here related to somebody else. Well, who really knows about working at the State Board of Equalization? Yeah. And on top of that, maybe you know that it is a good place to work because you know somebody that does work there. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it as so long as, you know, they all take the government test to get qualified. Absolutely. But in this case, they did not. Yeah. Um, they got a special treatment and they were not allowed to be fired or disciplined. In any, any That's fashion. a whole different case. Yeah. I totally get That's that. That's totally different. However, you know, we have lots of cases uh, where politicians somehow, some way, find a way to funnel money right. to their family members, right. like the Pelosi's. Maxine. Maxine, one pays United her, Bank. Pays her daughter to, like, do, I don't know, marketing or some stuff for her That's office. That's right. And, yeah. Yeah, pr- Pelosi. Yeah, prove to me that she actually did the job. Or a job worth like 500 grand a year or something. I don't know, whatever it is. No, I, I got a good buddy who does um, mailers. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. remember him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is a job. It, he does get paid very well to do these things, and he has to charge the same amount of money to every single politician, no matter who he's yeah. doing it for, to be fair. And But does she actually do the job? Is she only getting the job because she's Maxine Waters' daughter? Was this bitted out? To right. someone who could do it faster, cheaper, better. Right. I doubt it. Oh, I doubt it. Partly because it's Maxine. Oh. And I don't like Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> Scummy. <laughs> Anti-Maxine. Uh, I mean, this state is rife with a whole bunch of nepotism. We're just getting, people, we're people just getting, getting woke to this right now. I'm going <laughs> oh. to use some Maxine parlance. Well, it doesn't even have to be... Uh... Especially when we talk about Sacramento level, it doesn't even have to be direct bloodline, right? It can just be family friends. Like people talk about that with the Gettys and, yeah, and Newsom, yeah, right, right? Of course, right? like his dad and was the it? two dads, and then the son and, and yeah. Gavin, like oh, BFFs, yeah. and and then you start Tracy and like 
the stuff that Getty was involved in. Oh, you dumb. know, and there was a, a gun ring that just got broken up really last week in uh in Malibu in the valley. They confiscated a bunch of guns. The lady owns a bunch of mansions. Oh, She's tied the to Getty. Uh, yeah. gun place. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was uh, associated with Getty. Yeah, so there's just like... Private army? (laughs) He might need it when he takes all our guns away and stops letting the cops do their thing. But you start seeing it's not just about, well, I'm related to John. It's that there's this just, again, a pedigree of families that are totally involved with each other. I say it a lot, but it's like Friedman says, where exactly are you going to find the angels to run society for us? We talk about that with socialism, right? Okay, right. great. So if, if if I got to run a socialist society, <laughs> right. I'll run it perfectly because I'm altruistic and and I love people. Let's say and let's say all that's totally all, true. That's all true. Right. Somebody's gonna kill me. You're done. I'm gonna murder you like yeah. in two days. I will be assassinated because somebody's gonna want that power. Or I'm gonna die naturally and the person coming up behind me isn't gonna be as great as I was. Here's a here's a stat for you, just just a little cherry on top. Uh, Baker said 179 people applied for the job her daughter did and that her daughter scored higher than all those people. Wait, I Maybe think she, she's that smart. She's that good. Maybe she is. <laughs> uh, How do you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just wild accusations. Uh, unfounded. Wow. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's weird. One more crossfire? <laughs> You okay? You like it, huh? Uh, it's not too bad. I just like to see you guys. Uh, Let's just, well, and, and we'll flip it. So, Louis, you get whatever he says. That's so. right. I was going to take it anyways, John. Okay. <laughs> this Listen is a, this guy. This is a little harder because. Uh, hopefully, dang it, hopefully I know about it. Dang it. <laughs> uh, Pete Buttigieg. Oh yeah. Mm. God doesn't belong to a political party, but I can't imagine God would be a Republican. <laughs> This one's pretty deep. No joke, This Bobby. is deep. I went real deep on this one. So, uh, be that one that sent that current president went to blah, 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 blah. Uh, what we see in the White House is so different than what we hear in Scripture when I'm in church. So, does God All right. on a favor one another? I'm going to say God is probably a conservative. Okay? Um just for the simple fact that we have free will, right? And at least in my Catholic faith, you have free will. That a lot of times that's misconstrued. With, how could God let this happen? How come this person got cancer and died? Why is there suffering all around the world? Uh, because we get to make those choices. And in those choices, we have freedom. And we get to have the freedom of being an F up or being a good person. So I'm going to say for that one principle alone, God was a conservative because Democrats do not believe in freedom of choice and they don't believe on letting you have all your rights. And, um, and that's without getting into the weeds of does God approve of homosexuality and all this stuff, just for the simple fact that we believe in free will. And that's what I'm going with. That one simple little concept. I got to take the other side. (laughs) Thanks Louie. I'm going to go off of one word. As to why I think, and I'm going to go with the Democratic Party that it's truly about inclusion. And the Bible is all about love, right? You see it, you see it all throughout. All you are searching. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you got, you're Good. making me take the other side here, but it's true. Through love, right? There might be disagreements. There's probably things 
obviously in the Bible that, and like Louis said, we're going to let's avoid this is a sin or that's a sin. But through love, we're supposed to accept one another and embrace one another, even with the differences that we have. And I think you'd see that with a lot of, granted, there's wings of the Democratic Party that really want to put down lines and be divisive. But the classic Democrats, the classic liberals, right, they, they are all about embracing and including as many people as possible. And through that embracement, basically an extension of love. And that's, what, that's a lot of what Jesus talked about it's throughout the entire, one could argue that the entire Bible is a book of love. I love you. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't great. But I'll, t- dude, I'll tell I'm, you what, I, I could go with the whole social justice. Social yeah. justice yeah. aspect of Jesus could totally go lefty left. I said but, you yeah. should give, not you should take. No, no, I'll tell you I'll tell you another one. Good the good Samaritan wasn't the good public official. Yes. It was the good Samaritan. That's it was true. a private person. Right. Shocker. Doing what they believed Bingo. was good. Well, that was good. I'm, oh, I'm sure yeah, glad was, I lost the first question. Yeah. I lost. Dude, <laughs> I it was deep. Uh, you couldn't go the other way, could you? I will look, I'll be honest. I don't know if I would have picked that angle. That 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 was a pretty good angle, actually. I'll be honest though, it's well. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what he's—that's what he's trying to fight against, right? But Buttigieg, I think, is how Booty Pig. Yeah, yeah no. whatever. Um, it gets you know, and as a Christian, right? You hear you hear these arguments, and you hear people talk about, well, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality, right? But man, you got to you got you got to ignore a whole lot of Paul's writings to the churches, then, if you're going to like not want to hear about anything in terms of homosexuality or other sins. You know what right. I mean? It's like, you got to be really selective about the Bible then if, you, if you're if you trying to make the argument that he's trying to make, I think. Well, you become like a cafeteria Christian. Bingo. Right? You just kind of pick and choose what, what you want to believe in. Yeah. A lot of that going around. Good wrap questions, this, Bobs. Let's wrap this thing up, Lou. That was a pretty good episode. I like that. Like I, th- I think I'm liking this um, crossfire. What's the official? What's, do we have an official title for that segment? I don't know yet. Let's just keep it crossfire. We're going to work on that. There you go. <laughs> Let's not reinvent the wheel here. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That was uh, episode 47. Tell a friend. Tell lots of friends. Uh, website's getting traffic. The social's getting traffic. You can uh, tell your friends to find us on Apple iTunes, the Google Store, CaliStreaming.com, C-A-L-I Streaming.com. And if you're a brand new listener or you need advice on what to do with the rest of your week, Bobby has very important, a very important message for you. Don't forget to get God on your side in order to burn it all down.